to play now Put me in the game now I came here to prove it, I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm ready to break out Bonjour les amis, how are you and welcome to day two of the lockdown live but in theory it's only day one because today is the first day that us in England are in a lockdown. So if we want to go out today, denied. If I want to go out today, denied. Yeah but I've just had a coronavirus test come back and it's negative. Does that mean I still have to stay at home? Denied. It does unfortunately. So I still, I'm counting down the days before I can go out for a walk, before I can go back to my sea dips. And one thing I have noticed is there's frost on the ground. Now, my last sea dip, there wasn't frost on the ground and it seems that the air has got colder, which makes me even more excited to get back into the sea dips. Seven days and counting. Next Thursday, I believe, I'm allowed out of my house no no longer self-isolating, but then go into the world of being in, on lockdown. So can't get my hair cut, so I have to keep my cap on uh, and all of that jazz, but it's all good because I am going to be here every single day to get you through it. Who have we got in the house today? We've got Richard, we've got Stephen, we've got Lindsay, we've got Chris, we've got Kaylee, we've got David, we've got Jason. We've got lots of people on the live. Now, I didn't manage to get a Q&A done yesterday because I was dropping so many knowledge bombs. I haven't actually got a button for, for, um, for bombs. I've got an applause button though. This feels kind of good. Thank you. I haven't even done anything yet, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, 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 no. Just, just settle down, settle down, settle down. So one thing that really pushes me out of my comfort zone for these live streams, you might not think that it does, but it really, really does, is Anna and the kids go out the door to school at literally 8.30. So we're running around like a headless chicken. Well, she's running around like a headless chicken, getting all the kids' packed lunches ready. I am planning and prepping the live. I'm getting everything organized so I can talk to you and entertain you for 45 minutes. And I only actually create the content and come up with the ideas around half six, seven o'clock in the morning. It takes me around an hour to get this prepared. And actually I wake up sometimes thinking, what am I going to talk about today? But I end up coming up with ideas, I end up running with it, and hopefully I'm able to produce a half decent show. Now, what I'm gonna be doing, at least for the next couple of shows, is going through some stuff to make you laugh, make you smile, and then get into more of the serious stuff where we're gonna be dropping some serious knowledge bombs. Are you ready, ladies and gents? But, you know, first, if we take life too seriously, we're not gonna get out alive. So what I'm going to do today is I'm gonna share with you some of my top memes from today. Okay, can I get this from you? Okay, so I don't know why I get these glasses on. I can't see a thing. I'm, I'm meant to be trying to get things up and I literally cannot see a thing. Um, okay, so the first meme, ladies and gents, is this one. Um, and it's an actual fact, which is quite interesting. Wrigley's was originally a soap company that gifted baking powder with their soap. The baking powder became more popular than the soap so they switched to selling baking powder with chewing gum as a gift. 
The gum became more popular than the baking powder, so the company switched to selling gum, as, as uh, Bear Grylls would say. Improvise, adapt, and overcome, because this is what we need to do these days, ladies and gents. When life hands you lemons, you make lemonade, and if the gum is selling better than the lemonade, you sell the gum. So I will drink to that, ladies and gents. Cheers. Okay, so I can barely see. Let's get another meme up, which is this one. Here we go. So this was an interview by Bill Gates, and he said, it's amazing to think what great and exciting things people will be doing with PCs in 30 years' time. News report, AI camera mistakes referee's bald head for ball. Follows it through the match. <laughs> Hashtag machine learning. There we go. Whoever thought that artificial intelligence would have so much intelligence? Can you imagine that? It's like following the ball when it's actually his bald head. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, can I get up? Do I, have I got a laughing button here? No, I've got a bicycle horn. That's quite good. How about this one? No, that one's rubbish. No, that was a... Jumping, Jumping jellyfish. jellyfish. Jumping jellyfish, yes. And this one, this one it wasn't an actual meme. This one did make me giggle this morning. This one did make me giggle. Peasant, I cannot pay. These taxes are unfair. Lord, you talk a lot of shit for someone with such a flammable house. <laughs> Get to work, peasant. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny, but it was funny, so... There we go. That shows my very warped sense of humour. There's a strong possibility, ladies and gents, that I am going to hell. But along, as long as I'm in hell um, with a coffee fix, I'll be happy. So, ladies and gents, that is the end of the memes. And what I want to do today, and, and this is one of the most important things you can do with your mindset, ladies and gents, is don't believe everything that you see and hear. Okay, and I really want to mess your minds up now. Really mess your minds up. So what I'm planning to do is show you something that actually, let me just get that meme off for a second. I know it's funny. Um, but what I want to show you is something that is actually mind-blowing because you don't actually you don't actually think about these things, ladies and gents. You don't. Now, what a lot of people don't think about is the is Earth, is the world, okay? For those of you who think the world is flat, it's not, okay? It's not. We all, we've, we've debunked that. But what they actually have to do is it's very hard to get a globe, you know, a circular globe looking correct flat. And what happens is at school, we, don't, we have globes, but we don't really look at maps like that. We, we usually look at them flat. And there's actually a website which is going to screw your head up. Seriously screw your head up. I'm just going to show you what it is now. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a map called The True Size Of. Okay, let me, just, let me just educate you about the true size of, because I'm going to really blow your mind. It's hard to represent our spherical world on a flat piece of paper. Cartographers use something called a projection to morph the globe into 2D map. The most popular of these is the Mercator projection, something that you see on the maps. Every map projection introduces distortion 
and each has its own set of problems. One of the most common criticisms of the Mercator map is that it exaggerates the size of countries nearer the poles. So let's have this as an example. We're used to seeing, ladies and gents, just a normal map, okay? So we're looking at Greenland there. Obviously, we've got the United Kingdom there. We've got Australia. And when we look at this, ladies and gents, we look at Australia here, and then we look at Greenland here, okay? We look at Greenland. And at school, if you asked a school kid, and actually if you asked a 35-year-old male until about a week ago, how many times can you fit Australia into Greenland? We've only got to look, okay? We've only got to look at the obvious and go, well, you could probably fit Australia in Greenland two and a half times maybe? And that would be wrong, ladies and gents. That is wrong. Do you know why? Because if we drag Greenland down to Australia, we see that we can actually fit two and a half of Greenland into Australia. Because the maps that we have in the world aren't representative of what you see. Now, if we type in Australia, okay, and we get... Australia up here, and then we ask ourselves another question. We go, okay, so how many times can we fit Australia in Russia? And we're like, well, Russia is massive. Russia is huge. So I reckon we can fit Australia in, what, six or seven times into Russia? Incorrect, ladies and gents. That is completely false, because if we drag Australia to Russia, what we see is actually we could probably only fit, we could probably fit Australia into Russia about two and a half times. Because on the map, the size of Australia isn't representative of its actual size when compared to other countries. Now, has that boggled your brain, ladies and gents? I like to hope it has, because it, it certainly boggled my brain. What? What? Why are you doing this to me, Jamie, at 8.30 in the morning? Well, I just thought that you might want to have your mind blown and understand that you've been told a lie your whole life. This isn't flat earth theory. This is factual scientific you know, evidence that you're, you're, the way that you look at the world is incorrect. The measurements and the, the scale that you have of Russia, Greenland and Australia is, is wrong. It's wrong, ladies and gents. I'm just going to let you sit and ponder that, ladies and gents. Now, we're not talking about conspiracy theories. It's actually just because um, cartographers find it hard to obviously scale with a 2D map, so they created that so we can better fit everything in, but it's wrong. Anyway, <laughs> if your mind is not completely blown by that, like mine was, I was like, hang on a minute, what? What? Let, just, just rewind there, just rewind there. What is going on? And you're thinking to yourself, Son of a biscuit! Yes, or... Jumping Or... Cool. One of the three. You think this is cool, you're gonna question your, your existence now, or you're just gonna crack on. So, ladies and gents, what I'm going to do 
is I am going to do a bit of a Q&A. So I would love for you during this next part, which is going to be about 25 minutes, 30 minutes long, I would love to get some good questions on nutrition, training and mindset from you during this part of which I'm going to be talking about. So my talk today, ladies and gents, is six truths that will make you better. Okay, six truths that will make you better. Now, I'm going to be going a little bit deep into each and every one and be giving you a little bit of a perspective on each one. And hopefully this will help uh, fire you up, understand things better, unlike obviously the globe. Um, and actually, I just realized that I'm going to be posting this on my podcast. So a lot of you who are listening to this on the podcast might not have seen the thing that I just posted up. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to put the link in so you can drag your own maps between each other and compare the size of Greenland to Australia, Australia to Russia, because when you do, it is going to blow your mind. So I will put the link in, check into the show notes. But let's get into the nitty gritty of today's lockdown live. Six truths that will make you better. I need I need a sound effect or something for this one. I need a, it's six, six truths that will make you better. Wow. There we go, that's much better. Truth number one. And this is an important truth, ladies and gents. Nobody can transform your life better than you can, okay? Nobody can transform your life better than you can. A lot of people are seeking gurus and mentors to help them out of the hole that they get in. But the reality is, is you, you can get information from them, but it's you that's got to do the work. Something that I tell, tell people all the time on all of my challenges and all of my programs is, I can give you the map and I can show you where the buried treasure is, but you're the one that has to dig and get it. And this is so, so important. I've just realized that my watch says, um, have you finished your workout? Workout? I haven't even been outside. Is, would you call this a workout? I don't know. Let me just end, end my non-existent workout. So as I already mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, nobody can transform your life better than you can. You can get the tools from other people, but it's you that's got to do the work. And only you can transform your life if you allow yourself to transform it. Three things which I talk a lot, a lot about and, and I focus on transforming from people is body, brain and business. Okay, And there are similar, similarities in all of them. Okay, Only you can transform your body. Okay, It's you that's got to do the steps, it's you that's got to eat the food and it's you that's got to do the work. When it comes to your brain, okay, one of the biggest things that people don't understand when it comes to their brain is that you can get more intelligent, you can get better, you can get smarter, you can get stronger mentally, and you are not limited by your previous problems. For example, if you were at school when you were classed as the thicko at school or the unfit one at school, or all of these labels that other people have put on you, you can change them. These are not permanent. These things can completely change and you can be a completely different version of your adult self than you were as a child. And the only way that you're going to change that is if you believe that that is true, because it is. 
Um, I highly recommend uh, a book called Peak by Anders Ericsson. And it, and it goes across another book called Outliers by Mal Malcolm Gladwell, which talked about, you know, to get, to become an expert in something, you need to, you know, put 10,000 hours in. But that isn't necessarily true. The more passionate and the more you enjoy something and the harder you work at something, the better that you get. And the more patient and persistence that you are with it. And, you know, I, a lot of people say to me all the time, like, oh, Jamie, you know, you've got a big following, you know, your business is going well, all of this, all this stuff. And I, I say to people, I haven't even got started yet. I'm 35 years of age and I don't think I'm really going to get into my stride with what it is that I want to do with my life and how I want to do it until my 50s. Someone I, I look up to a lot is actually Joe Rogan. And one of the reasons I look up to Joe so much is A, he's got one of the world's biggest podcasts. B, he's been patient with it. You know, he's been doing the Joe Rogan podcast for over 12 years and he enjoyed doing it. And it's about putting in the work each and every day. And, and this is what I'm committing to do, you know, when it comes to this show. Yes, okay, we've just started this on Lockdown Live, every single day going live. But after this month, who knows, it might be a daily show, which I just continue to do. And it just might get traction and become part of my business. And I can look back and go, do you remember that time, Jamie, when you were in lockdown and actually you got told that you had to self-isolate 14, for 14 days. And then you create this show called Lockdown Live and then this Lockdown Live show went into something else. And then you started getting lots of guests on and it just became a thing. It became a morning show that everybody tunes into and it could be millions of people that tune into it. And then I can look at the numbers now and go, hey, look, at the moment, 59 people are watching this and based on yesterday's one, about 1,500 people were watching it. But in five years' time, that could be 100,000 people watching it. In five years' time, that could be a million people watching it. There could be 10 million people watching it. You don't know how good you're going to get at doing something if you do it every day for five years straight. It's going to be exponential. So number one, ladies and gents, nobody can transform your life better than you can. Believe in your ability to do things, beat on your craft every single day, and be patient and persistent and you will get the success that you deserve. Simple as that. Number two, and this is a harsh one, but something that so many people do not think about, and it's so important to understand. Everyone you have ever loved is going to die, okay? And so many people think that's somber. So many think, people think, oh, yeah, that's so morbid, Jamie. It's not. Far from it. Far, far from it because it's the reality and it's straight facts. And if you think that you are going to live forever, you are sadly mistaken. And when you're getting caught up in the pointless, nitty gritty bollocks of politics and who, you know, whether the keto diet is good for you or not, as much as I do get caught up in that from time to time, it only takes a little minute or so of reflection to realize that it doesn't really matter. What actually matters, ladies and gents, is the time that you spend with the people that you care about and making good use of that time. It is Thursday. I am usually on a phone swap Thursday. And as soon as I finish this live stream, I will be um, clocking off for the day and enjoying just some downtime away from tech. I say that I'm going to be reading some books, reading, listening to some audio books, doing some stretching mobility, doing some training 
and enjoying the day without working. And uh, I really enjoy my Thursdays usually because I go up to a spa. But going back to what I said, it's a reality, okay? If you are waking up every day thinking one day that you, you will die, okay? Memento more, I've got it on, uh, tattooed on my arm. Remember that you have to die. Some people think that's morbid, but the trouble and the worst thing that a lot of people experience is that they think that they're gonna live forever. So they don't do the things that they wanna do because of fear. And the last thing that you want in your life is to get to 70, 80, 90 years of age and have regret. Regret that you didn't spend time with the people that you cared about. Regret that you didn't do the things that you wanted to do with your life because of things that you no longer remember or feel. Okay, you no longer feel these things that stopped you. You can't even remember what they were. And a lot of the time it is because you care about what other people think. Fuck what other people think, okay? And, and here's the thing, it's not about saying, oh, I don't really care about what people think. We all care about what people think. But one thing that you need to understand is that people are so busy worrying about their own lives that they haven't got time to worry about what you're doing with yours. So you shouldn't be spending any time on it thinking what people are thinking are, you know, what people are thinking about you, because they're not. You are a passing thought, because everybody else has so many thoughts in their head about what they need to get done for the day, not what you feel like for the day. So moving on to number three, ladies and gents. Number three, the more you admit your faults and flaws, the more people will like you. Okay, when so many people try to mask that they're not feeling well, that they're putting on a brave face, you know, it doesn't scream authenticity. It, it screams insecurity. And when you are willing to accept your failings, your flaws, and the fact that you're not perfect, you do make mistakes, that people will actually open up more to you. Something that I say to a lot of my uh, trainer mind guys is that people don't buy products, people buy people. Okay, people will buy your products because of you, not because of the product itself. And this is the thing that you need to understand is that when you actually accept that you're not perfect, that you don't do everything right, that you, you make mistakes, you have fuck ups and failures, you stop trying to be perfect all the time. And basically perfection is essentially procrastination. You know, you've had, had these people that say, oh, I'm a perfectionist. No, you're not a perfectionist. You're just scared of what other people would think if you put out something that you feel insecure about. And it's, you know, it, it's putting things out into the world and improving them as you go along. Not putting them out into the world as a perfect thing. You know, I, I, my first best-selling book, Mindset with Muscle, has about four or five grammar mistakes in. And my publishers asked whether I wanted to take those out. And I said, no, okay, keep them in for many reasons. One, um, it solidifies to me that despite having grammar mistakes in it, and despite that, it sold tens of thousands of copies and had a huge impact on other people's lives, despite the grammar mistakes. And then the second um, reason that I wanted to keep them in is because it's a filtration system for people that I don't want to be associated with. Because if you are going to correct my grammar, 
instead of read the words which I've written in the book, then you're not the right fit for me because you're getting caught up in the mess rather than in the message. And a lot of that isn't to do with you correcting the grammar. It's to do with you feeling better about not writing a book for yourself. And it's much easier to discredit somebody else's efforts than it is to make the effort to write your own. And here's the reality, like I failed GCSE English. Of course, that just shows in my book, but I didn't allow it to stop me from writing a book. And it didn't stop me from selling tens of thousands of copies. And I didn't allow that perfectionism to affect me. And I never do, because I'm not perfect. I'm shit at grammar. I'm actually surprised that, and yes, we did have it read through about 50 times that it, I, goodness knows how they managed to slip through. But it's a reminder, it's a constant reminder that you can achieve success despite your weaknesses and flaws. And that perfectionism, if I had that mentality, the book would have never gone live. I would have probably never even written it, let alone published it. And I'm, as I said, I failed my GCC, I'm nothing special. And neither said anybody else. Anyone can write a book, anyone. It's just having the bollocks to do it because then you're committed to doing it and then it's about getting it out there. And it's, that's even worse, you know, very much, I, I do a lot of things where, you know, you put yourself out there to be judged. And that's what you do with a lot of things that you do in life. And it's understanding that that is a perfectly normal part of the process. When I was competing at a high level, I essentially was in a, uh, you know, a passion of basically getting yourself into incredible shape, having to look at yourself in the mirror every day, and then have that judged by five other people, and then have them saying that you're not good enough to win a prize. You know, and it takes a certain kind of person for that. And it's the same with writing a book, it's the same with creating content, it's the same with creating programs. You're always gonna get critics, you're always gonna get people that will you know, hate on you and downplay you. But then that's part of the process. That's part of this amazing game called life, okay? So, number three, the more you, admit, you, the more you admit your faults and flaws, the more people will like you. Number four, everyone, is insecure about something, it's not just you. A lot of the time when you look at Instagram and you're scrolling through Facebook, when you're chatting to your friends, you feel really insecure. You feel like you've got all of these flaws, you've got all of these things that you know, you're not happy about. And then you're looking through Instagram at this apparent perfection, which isn't actually real. Because if Instagram was real and people actually showed you all of their problems in life, it would actually probably make you feel better because everybody has insecurities about something. And just because someone looks good, has money, has success, has followers, doesn't actually mean A, that they're happy and B, that they're not insecure about something. Some of the, you know, I come from a competitor background and some of the most insane physiques, both male and female, that you've ever seen are incredibly insecure. And you know, I've seen women with six pack abs that feel shit about themselves because they say, oh, I'm five pounds heavier than stage weight. And then, you've got, and then they're telling this to their followers. 
and then you're just like Jesus Christ. That doesn't. That's not going to make people think that you're awesome. That's going to make people think. Well, if you if you're not happy with yourself, how should I be feeling about myself right now? And this is why comparison is the thief of joy. You shouldn't be comparing your chapter two, especially with your physique, with somebody else's chapter ten. But at the same time, the happiness that somebody has and the security that somebody has in their own self isn't always determined by the progress and how much better in the eyes of other people that they are. Just because someone has more money than you doesn't mean that they're happier than you. Just because somebody has a better physique than you doesn't actually mean that they feel more fulfilled in their lives. Because everybody has different meaning to what life has in store for them. Everyone has different priorities and things that float their boat. So when you start comparing that one chapter with somebody else's, that's just not fair. Because you can't just pick and choose things from people. You have to accept everything. So if you are becoming jealous or envy about somebody who has something that you don't, you need to, you need to change your entire, and this is something that Val Ravikant speaks about. You can't just pick one thing that you like about somebody. You have to change everything about yourself for that person. So if that person ha has better looks than you and a better physique, you can't just wish for that. You have to wish for their entire life. And that might mean 4 a.m. starts. That might mean having no kids when you've got two. That might mean not having a, a partner which you care about because they don't have one. So you can't just swap one thing. You have to swap all of it. And if you're not willing to swap your entire life for that person's life, then stop getting envious or jealous because that's what you'd have to do if you wanted to be them. And it's just understanding these things which can really, really help you um, you know, reduce down that envy, that jealousy, reduce down that comparison, and actually be reflective and grateful for the things that you have in your life. You know, I'm so grateful that we have the ability to stream like, like we're doing now. You know, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have that. Um, you've got to be grateful for the fact that, yes, we were on lockdown for a month, but we've got fucking Netflix. You're not going to be bored, all right? it's almost impossible to be bored these days. You've got, you've got high-speed internet, you've got phones, you've got games, you've got everything to keep you happy for the next month. But if you use it correctly, you can utilise this month to get better at something, to build on your craft, and to have some valuable asset which people are going to exchange money for, your talents, okay? Only if you're willing to allow yourself to get better at things and, and not be so distracted. Number five, no matter how shit things feel at the moment, this time will pass, keep going. There's some people that are gonna feel that this is the worst time in the world. Like what is going on? Is the world crumbling in 2020? And the answer is no, it's not. Far from it. You know, we've got four weeks stuck in our nice homes with internet and Netflix, as I already said. Use it. You know, I'm, I'm, I have to self-isolate for two weeks, even though I haven't got bloody coronavirus, but it doesn't matter. I just improvise and adapt. It's only two weeks. It's actually only seven days now. Woohoo. But th these things come into our lives to test it, but it's not that bad. It's really not. And this time will definitely pass. Okay, we're not in a bad time. I've got some great photos for you. I, I, I looked up some photos from the Blitz, London Blitz, okay, World War II. Look at this. Okay, let me just uh, 
So this is a photo from the London Blitz. Can you imagine, ladies and gents, can you imagine living in London and going to sleep and hearing these bombs dropped over and then waking up in the morning and there's a bus blown up outside your front door? Would you not think that the world is going to end at that moment in time? Would you not feel that that is a little bit worse than the situation that we have now? Probably so. Imagine this. Imagine that you are so scared of what's happening because there's bombs going over your head. Thousands of people are dying that you, you have to sleep in the London underground just to protect yourself to stay alive. Do you not think in those days that you'd be thinking, this is shit. Where's my Netflix? Where's my 4G phone oh, or 5G phone? Where's my new Apple iPhone where I can play and whatever it is, farm, farmyard or whatever things people play? Okay, that, that's shit because, you, you know, look, you've probably got a paper book, but you haven't got a Kindle. You haven't got an Xbox 360. You haven't got PlayStation. You haven't got Twitter. You haven't got, you know, news at your fingertips. You don't actually know what's going on just from newspapers. You can't actually jump on and express your concern in a tweet or put a, you know, live, love, laugh, bloody Instagram post, okay? It's not that bad. And it's, it's all about perspective. It is all about perspective because you are not away from your home having to sleep in the London underground to protect yourself from dying, okay? And it is important to have that perspective. This t if you're going through a tough time, this time will definitely pass, okay? And you've just got to keep going forward. You'll look back on this 2020, and if you allow it to happen, you can say that was the best year that happened because that was the year for change physically and mentally. That was the year that I got my priorities straight. That's the year that I actually realized that the things that I was worried about didn't actually matter. That was the year that I realized I hate my fucking job. And the best thing that they could do was to, make, to have made me redundant because now I can do the things that I want to do. And that's speaking from experience. When I got made redundant eight years ago, and I was actually doing a job, which was a great job, but I didn't, know, I didn't want to do the job. I didn't actually know what I wanted to do with my life until someone rang me up and said, Jamie, we no longer need your services. And I decided to write things down and found, hey, Jamie, you know, you've got a little bit of a social media following. You've got 3,000 followers. They know you for fitness. Why don't you become a personal trainer? And the rest is history. You know, eight years down the line, as soon as that fire was lit, it's never gone out. So a tough shit time turned into a great opportunity. And finally, number six. Life is hard, ladies and gents, but it is also beautiful. Don't wish for an easy life. Anything worth having in life is difficult. And anything in, difficult in life is worth having because you've got to work hard for it. And whenever I struggle with things, I think about that. I think, cool, if I'm struggling now, imagine the thousands or millions of other people that are struggling with this. This is why when I say to people, do hard things, that you stand out from the crowd and you get rewarded from it. There's a reason where, when I'm not in self-isolation that I go sea dipping every day, because it's hard to do. There's a reason that I go to the gym because it's hard to do. There's a reason that I committed to going live every single morning at 8.30 because it's hard to do. It's hard, this shit. You know, I know I, know I might make it look easy because I've got all these uh, 
you know. Wow! And the... Oh, really? But it takes work. I've got to get all of this organized. I've got to make sure it's an entertaining show. Blah, 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 blah. But you don't, you don't have to know that. You've just got to be entertained with it. And you get rewarded for the things that are difficult. Talking on camera, very difficult to do. But it's a, an essential skill that's going to pay dividends if you do. Public speaking, okay, it's a skill. People are terrified of public speaking. But if you get better at it, you win the game. Because not only is it hard to talk in an empty building to a camera, but it's also very, very difficult to talk to an audience. Okay, because a lot of that anxiety, overwhelm, what are people going to think? That is the ultimate thing that you can do to improve your self-confidence. Face the, probably the, I think some people say that public speaking is as scary to people as drowning. And it's just like, wow, so you mean I can do something as scary as drowning and not actually die? Sign me up. Let's go for it. And people are going to be crying out for public speakers once this pandemic period's over because we're going to get back to speaking to humans again. We're going to get back to connecting with each other again. And I can't wait to get back to doing live seminars, doing talks and touring around the UK and uh, doing this not only you know, live in the mornings but also live in front of an audience too. Do hard things. Life is hard, but it is also beautiful. And that, ladies and gents, is my six truths that will make you better. Number one, nobody can transform your life better than you. Number two, everyone you have ever loved is going to die. Understand that and appreciate the time that you have with them. Number three, the more you admit your faults and flaws, the more people will like you. Number four, everyone is insecure about something. It's not just you. Number five, no matter how shit things feel at the moment, time will pass. Keep going. And number six, life is hard, but it is also beautiful. And that, ladies and gents, is my six things for the day. Did you like that, ladies and gents? Did you enjoy that? I want to do a bit of a Q&A now. I do want to do a bit of a Q&A. But after this live stream, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link in, okay, a link in. And when I was talking about the importance of writing things down, that's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to write shit down. I want to know how you're feeling, how your mindset is, how your happiness is, uh, whether you got triggered yesterday, and reflect it on yesterday, on today, because you're doing it this morning. I'll put the link in on this below, but I'd like to answer some of your questions now, ladies and gents. If you do have any burning questions, please feel free to comment below. And something that I will ask, of course, I want this lockdown live to be seen by more people. So if you are watching this, for a little, just as a little bit of a request, please press that share button right now. Press share, 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 share. If you enjoyed this and you think that it's gonna be beneficial for other people's sanity, over the next month, please share this live stream because I'm going to be going live 8.30 a.m. every single day during the entire lockdown. That might be till December the 4th, that might be till January the 4th, but I have committed myself now to doing this every single morning and hopefully you will join in on the ride with me. If you do miss this live stream, you'll be able to listen to it back 
on my podcast, Mindset with Muscle. If you just go onto Spotify, if you go onto iTunes, if you go onto anywhere that has podcasts, and you go into the search and you type Mindset with Muscle, you will get my podcast up, and I will be putting up this episode two this morning as soon as I finish. So, let's get some questions up. Um, fitness question, time permitting, is it true that morning exercise will give you better results than evening exercise or no difference really? Great question, and the answer to that is no. I mean, it's personal preference, because what we have to understand is it's gonna be different for every single person. It's based on time and feeling, but also it's based on fundamentals, because when we're looking at something such as fitness, okay, is it better to do exercise? What are we doing exercise for? To get healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. Okay, so in order to do that, it might be that we need to lose weight. In order to do that, it means that we might need to get a sweat on. We need to produce endorphins. So the outcome of the exercise is what we're looking for. And that outcome will feel the same in the morning as it will in the evening. The only real difference is, is you might be able to see more of a benefit in the morning than the evening. Because actually doing exercise in the morning might feel like you've achieved something for the day and it might actually make you more productive during the day. It might actually be better in the evening for some people because you've had a stressful day and exercise helps you de-stress and helps you sleep better. Therefore, helping you rest and recover and have a better day the next day. So it's really understanding why you're doing the exercise and understand that you need to do it, but then some people might prefer to train in the morning and some people might prefer to train in the evening, depending on their lifestyles. Very much like, you know, there is no better person if you're an early bird or a, or, or a you know, you're a, a night owl. And what I mean by that is that some people get up nice and early and get lots of stuff done. Some people go to bed late and they're, mo they're most productive in the evenings. And if that person, both, if the, both those people both get the same amount of sleep, then they're just gonna be as productive. They just have different habits and routines. So as long as the outcome is the same, and it or it might be even improved based on one of the variable, then that is the right decision. Okay, Aaron, great question. Um, I beat on my craft and pour a lot of effort into my job, but I don't like it. It pays well. How do you find something you're actually passionate about? Um, firstly, Aaron, it takes time and don't expect to suddenly get a light bulb moment and go ping, all of a sudden I'm gonna follow my passion. Sometimes it comes at you when you least expect it. And the same with personal training, I knew I liked the gym, I knew I liked helping people, but it took me years and years to suddenly go, right, I'm gonna do personal training. One of the things that I find when it comes to being passionate about something is the fact that I can't stop talking about it. And I lose time when I read about it, learn about it, or do it. And that is the same with fitness, that is the same with mindset, and the same with like business and marketing. Those, those are three of my passions, body, brain, and business. So it's not just one passion that I follow, I follow three and I you know, accumulate them into one thing. But you've got to understand yourself, understand like your, your, your job pays well, you beat on your craft and put a lot of effort into it, you, you take pride in what it is that you do. So anything that you do, you will be on that craft and put a lot of effort in because it's not about the job, it's about you. You take pride in your work. So that's a non, that, of course you're gonna be on your craft and put a lot of effort in. Anything that you do that you get paid for, you'll do your best job because that's you as a person. Um, 
you don't like your job, but it pays well. Money's not everything. Yeah, one of the reasons that I probably would have never left my previous job before I got made redundant was because I was earning six figures. I was. You know, I was a contract worker um, working in the Middle East and uh, getting paid really good money. But it didn't mean that I enjoyed my job. I enjoyed the money. Of course I did. But the best thing that could have ever happened to me was to lose the job and got made redundant. Because you've really got to ask yourself where you want to go and, and actually understanding that you can probably make just as much money, if not more, doing something that you love. And it's not about burning your boats, okay, Aaron? It's not about burning your boats and going, right, I'm just going to go do that. You've got to try things. You've got to test the water. You know, you've got to turn these passions that, that might potentially turn into a new career path into hobbies and have little side hustles. You know, and, and when your side hustle starts earning just as much money as your actual hustle, then you can change hustles. And it's just knowing when to burn your boats and to dip your toe. Okay, if you have family, if you have a mortgage, if you have commitments, then it's not a good idea to burn your boats. It's a good idea to dip your toe. But if you are single, if you don't have a mortgage, if you don't have commitments, then you can take more risks and you can burn your boats and you can go all in. Because for me, I'm an all or nothing person when it comes to that. I can't just dip my toe. I have to burn the boat and go all in if I want it to be a success. Okay, where are we, where are we gonna go? We've got one more question. Okay, Emily, get our final question in. What is your biggest piece of advice for someone who has big dreams and big goals and a passion of sharing health, fitness and mental well-being with the world, but is, so, is too scared to start? I am my own worst enemy. How do you overcome that? Emily, how you overcome that is by understanding that you are giving others a personal disservice for not doing it. Okay, because you are being selfish with your talents. Okay, this is so important to understand. There are people out there that need your help and you being too scared to do it is costing the health and wellness of others. Who are you to keep your talents to yourself? That is selfish because there are so many people that need it. And this is so important to understand. It's not about you. It's about other people. And yes, you're scared to do it. Anything that is difficult to do is scary to do at first because not, people aren't used to it. People aren't used to people producing content for social media. People aren't used to people speaking on camera. People aren't used to public speaking. These are things that are reserved for celebrities and, and news presenters and all of this bollocks. But it's not true. Okay, Social media is where it's at. And there are billions of people that are crying for help. And as soon as you start being consistent with these things and putting your talents and skills out in the world, the sooner you'd have wished you'd done it earlier because you'll start getting feedback. you start getting people say, thanks, I needed that today. You'll start getting DMs from people going, you've changed my life. And that will make you realize why it is that you're doing it. So... Remember this, Emily, you not doing it is actually causing the pain of others because they're not getting the benefit from your talents and skills. Put it out there. Pete, there are so many people that need your help now. So many people. And until you start, they can't 
heal. You can't save them, okay? Ladies and gents, that is it for today's show. Was it good? Did you enjoy it? Let, let me know if you did. Thank you, thank you. Come on, down, down. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's good. <laughs> this is a good thing because I don't, I don't need to know if people find it good or not because I've got buttons. I've got applause buttons and I can use them. Ladies and gents, I really hope you enjoyed today's Lockdown Live. I am going to be back tomorrow at 8.30 a.m., same time, same place. But I might as well leave you with my favourite quote since this is going on my podcast. And it's this, what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel. What you put in your head affects, affects, affects what you think and what you do. And today, you have been filling your heads with me, Jamie Alderton. I'm very excited next week, ladies and gents, because I've got lots of wonderful guests coming on to drop some knowledge bombs. So thank you ever so much for tuning in and hopefully I will see you tomorrow. Adios. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes.